0: You
1: ready, man? Yeah. You want to do the sound test?
0: Oh shit. <laughs> we haven't done this in so long, David. I'm already forgetting all procedures. I don't know how to do anything. Here we
1: go. All right. Jesus Christ, David.
0: Oh you oh, oh, <laughs> think was that your chest hair, bro? I just saw that. Open up your shirt again. It's, it's Are really, we getting into sex it, mode? It's
1: really disturbing uh sex dude. Uh, chest sex hair chest. <laughs> hair. Nope,
0: you're right. You got sex hair, dude. That that is a full chest of sex hair, dude. That's like Commander Riker's sex hair right there. Mm. <laughs> The, the epitome of six well, like, i right, don't baby? know that
1: reference oh star trek oh <laughs> jesus christ
0: what a great start ladies and gentlemen <laughs>
1: Wait, do you have sex chest hair? Not like you, can, bro. Can Not you, even close. Can you like pull down the shirt? Mm-hmm. What? Oh no, it's God.
0: embarrassing. It's like little slivers here and there, dude. I don't grow like man chest hair like you. I can't. I all the '70s mustache is as far as the hair goes. Okay, you know what's
1: what's the Star Trek equivalent of your chest hair?
0: Oh, I don't know maybe Wesley Crusher. <laughs> 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 maybe maybe Wesley Crusher when he's a teenager, you know, got a little bit of hair sparkled here and there, but we don't, you know, they don't want us to see it cuz it's Star <laughs> Trek, you know. Stay young forever.
1: God, of course it is.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Once again, we are back after too long of a hiatus in my opinion cuz I missed you. That's why it was so long, David. Uh welcome to episode 26. 25 just Dang it You put 26 in my head God damn it You're so influential David 26 what? Is it the 25th episode? Yes It's the 25th, 25th episode Sorry but you know what? I told let's, you the it's correct been thing too long. <laughs>
1: Okay
0: Okay Alright you were right You told me the wrong Okay well, let's I like this, the next do this open, one man. more time. We're just Here we go Ladies and gentlemen One more time Welcome back Ladies and gentlemen to episode 25 ladies and gentlemen my name is brian ortiz aka
1: son of Orti. my name is david castillo aka david castle
0: you said that was no emotion i like the hands up but i didn't hear any emotion you uh, were back
1: uh, listen i'm still in surviving the game mode this is still okay, work sorry. watch. Yeah.
0: We're still there. Sorry. We're still there. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome. We're so glad to be back. We've been gone for a little too long and I if you're still out there if you still stayed with us, thank you so much. And if you left, Please come back. We literally have, like, eight viewers. We cannot afford to lose a single person, so please come back,
1: baby. Uh, I don't have anything to add to that. You know, like, we, um, obviously, we've been out uh, sort of a lot of extenuating, you know, quote-unquote life. So there's really no excuse. There really isn't, man. We've just, I've been an idiot Brian is always an idiot, but usually has time for this. So I do, we, we don't have, I do. we, we don't have good excuses. We can, I'm like, an
0: idiot with time. So <laughs>
1: that's a great <laughs> way to put Thank you, David.
0: But David, that's perfect. Cause like you said, dude, life is a wreck. A wreck, if you will. What is, you don't need to do this. <laughs> what is the show about? Well, what is life, David, but nothing more than a series of reactions to educational conversations with one another. For those that are now joining us again on episode 25, very simple. Each one of us wants to get to know each other a little better because we have antagonistic attitudes and we hate each other. So we try to coax the friendship. Basically, ladies and gentlemen, we just learn about each other. And that's the point of the show. And we hate each other a little less by the end of it, David.
1: By the way, you said a word that I really take issue with, which is relation. You should have said romance. That's what this is. Oh, oh my bad. Excuse- yes. Right,
0: right. We are. In- you know what? This show has given us a very weird romance. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's a good one. You know, maybe it's kind of abusive. I don't know, dude. I'm just saying. Hey, uh, David, man, what's going on? It's been too long. David, you mentioned you teased us. You're still on work watch, but I haven't heard from you, ba- uh, baby. There it is. There it is. There it, there is. it is. I said that supernaturally. <laughs> I didn't even. It was so natural of me. Baby, darling, sweetheart, what's going on, David? I'm worried about you. I haven't spoken to you in a while, man. It
1: would have been a Freudian slip if you weren't explicit in your perversions. Yeah.
0: Right. Correct. (laughs) True that. True that. And I'm just sexually attracted to you, man. You're a handsome man. I like men with beards. Riker, once again, you might be the Hispanic Riker of my life, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I wish there was a way you could make blood in, blood out references instead of Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to hear you say words like "give me some chun chun." You know, I, I want to hear like <laughs> stuff like that. I don't want to hear about like some nerdy sci-fi shit that you know you and your other friends share. I don't share that with right. you, D- David. I feel
0: like this 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 round of work watch back in surviving the game round two. Right? You're you're now you're you're in the thick of the movie. Right? We. Um, I, I'm still dude, real
1: quick. I'm for the quick reference. I'm still yes. in the phase where. I'm using a cigarette planted on a tree to distract John oh, C. McGinley. That's gotcha. where I'm at. So.
0: That's where you're at. Okay. Good reference. Pulling good out reference all the point. Tricks, Thank
1: you. Pulling out all the tricks I can. It's not working.
0: People who are following this and actually know what the hell we're talking about, please mark that on your David work watch. We're at the cigarette portion of the movie. <laughs> the cigarette um, smoking David, a tree portion. Cigarette smoking a tree movie part. Yes. Thank you very much. Um are you So, are you okay, man? I feel like this is taking a toll, bro, because I haven't talked to you. I know we've tried a few times. We've had a lot of heavy starts. A lot of shit's happening, man. There was some false scares. Maybe not false scares, but I don't want to give too much, you know, but uh, maybe you might be moving. I don't know. Is that still on the table, David? I have been panicked and scared this entire time when you told me that for you. I don't want that. I understand why, but
1: I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want it. I don't want to lose my friend. Uh, yeah, man, it, it's, you know, it, it's... <laughs> We've talked a little bit about like kind of unemployment and like sort of, you know, what it's like, you know, how you get through it and so forth. You know, you still work. And I think part of what's so like I did plan on moving and then we kind of like, you know, sort of my <laughs> wife and I kind of like talked about like, oh, you know what, you know, we, we need like a plan. Because one of the things that I had lined up was a potential job in Plano. But, of course, the problem there is that like it's in Plano. Exactly. I mean, I have family in <laughs> Fort Worth. I mean, that's part right. of it. But like I have family in Fort Worth. So it's be very easy to save money, live with them. If I go all the way to Plano, I'm not gonna make like an hour and a half commute. God,
0: no, dude, that's like going to another. That's a oh no 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 no. Yeah. That's
1: terrifying. So so yeah, my my wife talked some sense into me. So you
0: were you were set to go, but thank God your wife saved the day
1: and talked you out of it. Saved the day, talked me out of it. Oh, um,
0: uh, another point for her being a hero in my life and <laughs> and stopping you from leaving San Antonio and leaving me because that would have been. Super sad and detrimental. It's oh funny you say because
1: we still haven't had like Mr. Juicy together. Uh, I mean, you know, if we're not hanging well, out. To be fair, it's it's
0: a lo- you're. I feel like you're going through a lot right now, right? Plus, you know, you you have to contact you through like 1996 email servers, which is extremely difficult to schedule what, what? stuff. It, so, it,
1: am I the only one that does that? Like, what's wrong with that? I so my Dude, my thing is I feel like I have to email
0: you and then use your pager to get a hold of you. It's very crazy. Do you have a pager? Because I have one. I actually have a pager, but it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> do you have an active pager because i would believe if you had an active pager I, I
1: do not man i was it took me so long to sort of ditch my flip phone because i was just like dude it's a phone you know you only need it to call people oh like, my god well, what's with this iphone shit
0: you troglodyte i swear <laughs> to god you send me emails sure. and i like my t9 uh flip phones please <laughs> get off my lawn i'm an old man that's what i hear when i when you talk about technology david I still want I it does you know what I think it's my ability to not uh, I have abandonment issues and so like I try to hold on to stuff you know what I'm saying so like losing you just feels like uh, I'm not well I never lose you cuz we'll always do the show and talk online but just not having you in the city I guess makes me feel uncomfortable like oh god he's gone I don't know if I feel uncomfortable now I don't get it man David It's San in Antonio
1: you're in your element dude there there's there's a fruit cup stand like anywhere you go Jesus why would that, that? <laughs> <laughs> fruit cups. What the Just like you don't even know me. When I get a,
0: uh, I'm more of an elote cup kind of guy, dude. You know that?
1: That's some bullshit, all right? Like you're going to wow.
0: eat. Wow. Um well, I'm glad that at least. So where are we now, man? Are you still applying for jobs in San Antonio? I it sounds like you're getting interviews.
1: Still applying. Yeah, I've, I've had quite a few interviews and it's just um like I said, man, it's it's always a strange strange process. So but but I've stayed busy. Um, so like okay. I started my own, like a newsletter for hockey.
0: So, do do people still use like online newsletters? Is that still a thing also? I haven't heard about that in a while.
1: So the, so the big thing that you see, like, uh, e- even like the big writers, right? I'm talking about like people with their own New York times op-ed is, is Substack and you can make money cause you can do like paid subscriptions. Mine is free though. Cause I'm nobody, but I have a loyal hockey following base and you have a loyal hockey
0: follow base i, I do I, yes I've never yeah, I, know. I never would maybe i don't know you i feel like i know <laughs> you but then there's this secret sports superstar commentator aside that i have
1: no clue about whatsoever it's uh yeah man i, I have what like i mean because i like i started out online as like in, like ufc writer but i would say like most of my like a thousand plus followers are just like hogging you know, of stars fans
0: Let me be honest. Do you not tell your followers that we exist because you don't want them to know that you play magic? Is that the truth?
1: Dude, I have posted some of my magic decks on Twitter, okay? Uh, I do follow some magic people. Um, I used to be ashamed of that shit. I used to, like, I would not tell... For example, anybody that I dated that I played magic you know, oh like God. For, for the longest time you know, I was just, oh because magic is like, you know, they're obviously nerd tears and magic is like very low, you know, because you go to like a sort of like a, uh, well, you know, before pre COVID you go to like a magic tournament and you know, sure. it's the stereotype dude of the bi-monthly showering dude that's, you know, his crack is showing and when he's oh, sitting Jesus. down and, and oh boy. And of course, and you know, you have that element of like, you know, it's always been so like male dominated. You know, you're you're dealing with like a lot of nerds that like don't know how to act around women and therefore uh, prefer it that way. They prefer, you know, everything just be a sausage fest.
0: I feel like we're losing so many magic listeners right now. We're just dogging. You're just ripping on these people, dude. So I imagine like you talk about these like stereotypical nerds, but then you come in like sex chest open. fucking deck in hand ready to go just fully a full man with a beard who has clean clean, smells clean talks about ufc fighting ready to dominate any 12 year old that comes along with any fucking cards dude this i
1: made you like you look like you walk in cock swinging dude listen like i I, growing up in like that kind of sports atmosphere you know you grow up to be competitive so i treat magic the same way man like i'm going like i don't give a shit who this person is in front of me they're going down okay (laughs) whether it's a kid or you'd be surprised you know Magic is like you know, kind of has mostly like older sort of base. I think like there's there's no prisoners taken here. Damn, fuck them. All
0: right, well I'm glad that you are still in Texas. I'm glad that you dominate still in the magic uh, world, and I hope that you can use your influence to bring us some more followers, David, in the future, man. You got a lot going on right now, dude. Are you emotionally okay? Where are you at on a, on a scale of the doctor's chart where there's like an angry red face on one and a happy face on ten? Where are you at right now, dude?
1: Uh, whatever that emoji is where, like, the mouth is just, like, straight. It's not smiling. It's man, not so frowning. four or five. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty much where I'm at. All
0: right. Well, maybe we can get you up to a six sometime in the future, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but, but you know, it's like I realize, like, you know, this, some of the stuff will we need to cut because, you know, we've kind of bullshitted a lot. But you, man, like, how are you? I have not had a chance to, even before we recorded the show, I didn't even ask, like, hey Brian how you doing because I'm looking at that what I think is still a Kroll poster and I'm like oh man he's gonna fuck me up if I don't know the difference
0: I'm glad you at least acknowledge that you think it's a Kroll poster this time we are slowly (laughs) advancing on your understanding of what the hell is behind me you dick but uh, I gotta tell you this little funny story I got a text uh, from my dad a man who just clearly every day proves to me that he just doesn't know me
1: as a human being hold on is this dad watch Are are we doing a dad watch now
0: no, this is just, uh, what, no, we need a new name for this. What's a good name for a lack of father? <laughs> oh, uh, this is, uh, uh, this, we'll call this one um, Going Out for Milk. That's the name of the segment. Okay. <laughs> I'm going out for milk. and um, So Going Out for Milk, yeah, my dad uh, messaged me. I don't know what, he randomly messaged me shit sometimes. I, I have no fucking clue, I barely answer. And so he sends me this thing about, uh, look at look at this Sunday critters, and he took a picture of some animal. I was like, okay, sure, I guess, whatever. No context, I don't understand. <laughs> and then he sends me a picture of a big ass fucking snake inside of a pot.
1: Oh, that and I'm is. I'm like,
0: <sighs> You know I have a goddamn snake phobia that you started. You started this. And I was just staring at it. I was like, why? why would this insane fucking man send me this thing? He does not know his own child at all. I think in his mind, there's was like an incident when I was a kid and we had to deal with a snake. I think he thinks he was a hero in that moment. And for me, it was pure terror that just destroyed me for the rest of my life.
1: It's, you know, the way you make uh, your dad sound, it sounded like you would have been better off with Patrick Swayze just robbing banks throughout your childhood <laughs> <laughs> instead. <laughs> instead of showing you pictures of snakes.
0: Let's be real. I think I think Brody would have been a better father at this point. <laughs> Died young with, like, money and, uh, like, fucking surfing in Australia. You know what I'm saying? That's probably the better way to go, David. But <laughs> So that's how I'm doing so far, if that sounds like anything. A lot of personal achievement goals. So that's also cool, too, man. I'll have more updates on those later.
1: I was gonna say, man, you're looking good. I mean, it's, uh, I feel like uh, there's kind of like a more like definition around the arms. Uh, you know, we, we still oh. see a little bit of like nippage mm. kind of poking mm. out, look but um, a lot less.
0: Look at this, look at this, look at these guns right here, baby. Look at that. That's at that, a solid
1: baby. forearm, man. That's, yeah, it looks. See? And then, <laughs> oh, Did... baby. <laughs> I mean, you should have stopped mm. like with just the forearm presence, and mm. n- now you're just,
0: mm.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: You like that, David? Sex muscles right there, bro. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, sorry man. to turn, sorry to give you such a boner, there, buddy. I apologize. I'm just a boner factory over here.
1: If there was a playgirl for like you know doughy Latinos, like you would absolutely <laughs> be a cyphal. <centerfold. laughs>
0: I appreciate that compliment, and fuck you also. <laughs> it's, a, it's a double compliment. It's doughiest, sexiest, doughiest Mexican, Brian Ortiz. Mm. I feel like I'm going to end up with more of the biker body where just like my arms are jacked, but then my body will just be like (laughs) muscles under fat. You know what I'm saying? I think that's where my life will probably end up. David, we've talked too much about ourselves, even though the show technically is about ourselves. But I know that you have a topic today for me, man. So why don't I hand it over to you so you can tell me what's going on?
1: So you're the perfect person to talk about this because... Oh, shit. and, And... not just because you're like a super nerd in, in my head. In my head you're like okay. you, you know everything there is to know about like comics, comic adjacent pop culture and, and yada yada. Ooh. Um, okay. And so uh, my wife who knows none of that. My wife. You know, um, and, and isn't interested in that stuff, okay is a huge fan of Predator. And I was like, and I didn't really, Very interesting. I didn't really like. I don't really get like in my. It just scrambles my brain. I'm like, what? What you like about Predator? She actually took me to go see the um, the last one, which was the Predator, right, the Shane Black one. Yeah. Which is yep. hugely disappointed, but she, absolutely. She apparently she's a Predator completist. Uh, she watched Predator two without me, and I was like, man, you have like an insane tolerance for... for, for you've seen for,
0: Predator 2, though, right? Just yeah, to be clear, yeah. you've seen it. Okay, okay. I yeah. know you had just got to make sure. Otherwise, uh, I would have ripped you a new one if you hadn't, so we're
1: good. And I actually love that movie. But anyways... I um, love
0: Predator 2. That's actually my favorite, too, man. Okay, so maybe we'll talk... Can I ask you this? Yeah. Do you think that that Predator, in Predator 2, is the weakest Predator ever because he lost to Danny Glover?
1: So, <laughs> I don't know if we're getting ahead of ourselves. No. Okay. For, for one, okay. there's a scene... Uh, Predator Two with Danny Glover with his shirt off and he's just jacked. He's swole plus. So okay, okay. So for one, Danny Glover was in shape. Um, you know, is he the protagonist? That some of the no, but also I, I think there's there's a lot of other stuff we can kind of talk about Predator Two in a little bit. But okay, but real okay. quick. <clears throat> so I was asking my wife, like because <laughs> I love Predator, but I'm like again like you know she's not this is not the kind of material I would expect her to like. But she was kind sure. of talking about how <clears throat> what makes predator kind of unique in contrast to a lot of other say like something like batman where you know batman sort of the the story kind of you know always changes the character always you know there are different interpretations uh the predator movies she said and and, you know maybe you can take issue with her but kind of (laughs) to her is um very similar to shakespeare in that you know in the same way whenever you see shakespeare adapted right they, they okay. may change the setting but they never change the essential story and that's very unique among other properties where predator is very similar like yes yeah, sort or of the setting will change but the story itself does not because it's just it's so for one it was just so refined to begin with it's it's and it's got uh you know the, the predator itself right again kind of has this sort of interesting interesting almost kind of like um sort of ever this kind of a. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a, like a word other than timeless, but you get where I'm going with that. Sure. 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 And so, um, so I I thought that was really interesting that she somehow compared predator Shakespeare. Cause you know, obviously like some predator movies, (laughs) not as good. Um, (laughs) But, um, but so what I was curious to kind of hear from you is essentially um, what you think about sort of the predator franchise and what sets it apart from other like franchises or other properties and and things like that. Maybe not necessarily whether or not the, you know, Shakespeare comparisons fit in, but how you compare it to other things, whether it's like sure. aliens or Batman or like Thor or Marvel, whatever this shit is.
0: It's interesting, man. I'm a huge Predator fan. I have been my whole life since I was a kid, man. I was at that right age where the Predator came out and it was just cool to be like, oh, the Predator, what a badass, you know? And those movies were such like testosterone-filled movies, right, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, all those, uh, Jesse the Body Ventura, you know what I'm saying? Just shirts open, ripped apart. There's, you know, gun bullets everywhere. So, like, as a kid, it was really eye-catching, if you will. And then two was cool because it was, like, urban and more technology and there was, like, a cool frisbee that he would throw. You know, (laughs) Gary Busey shows up. I mean, like, this is crazy. Uh, The truth is, I think the franchise has personally not held, and I'll probably get a lot of flack for it, and I love it. I've actually read the my favorite uh, comic books are the one where it's Aliens versus Predator, uh, a Predator versus the Justice League, Predator versus Batman. <laughs> like some of those stories, that one of the best cover arts is like the Predator ripping the Batmobile apart with Batman still like, oh God, like very fucking cool, man. Very, very cool. I think they've held because it was, it, most franchises from the 80s hold because of nostalgia. That's a big thing. I really love it, man. I I enjoy them. Even some of the shittier ones. Like no, I did not like the Shane Black Predators movie. That Was I don't know what the hell was going on there. I think that was a mistake across the board. Oh, you, you I didn't did think like, that was
1: a great representation of autism?
0: Oh, Jesus, Lord,
1: heaven, <laughs> right there. That like, is oh, like just a whole other, yeah. Oh,
0: my god, you know, that one was just trying to be a Marvel franchise, and they it was just so
1: bad. Oh, that's that's a great um, way to put it. Yeah, it, it felt like a Predator film trying to be a Marvel franchise. I
0: think, uh, I, so anyway, short is of it. I think the 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 idea of the Predator has held strong in people's mind, but the franchise really wavers. You know, what? I'll take, and I will correct myself, one and two are very good, and so is, I believe, the third one with Adrian Brody, where they drop Predators, all of those yeah. people on a planet Predator. I think that one's really solid as hell, but uh, Alien versus Predator movies are, you know, take them or leave them, Predators, take it or leave it. I have not seen the new one yet on Hulu, so that is my goal. Okay, but- I like this series, man. I, I, I've i been a fan of it since I was a kid. Man, I used to play uh, Predator in the backyard with my friends and shit. I don't want to hear this shit. Like,
1: let's, let's rewind, okay? Why- Wow,
0: I just gave you like my childhood, <laughs> and you're like, I don't want to hear your childhood bullshit, bro move on I'm giving you gold David. only
1: because i feel like you would have been like a bad predator like if we're playing in the backyard oh, Brian that's rude
0: first of all bro just because i may be doughy doesn't mean i can't be a good that was what i was talking about man. that
1: wasn't what i was talking about to, to me like I, the reason why i was kind of you know getting back to that is the is i'm really curious what you're like why you think predator 2 got it right where the others got it wrong
0: Two was especially easy to, I think two was a good like home run hitter. No, no, it was easy because one did a great job of just giving us the villain, but not telling us anything about the villain. Like we know mm-hmm. they're a species, we know they're hunters, but that's about it. You know what I'm saying? We know they're from another planet. We don't have immediate, they're just there to hunt biggest prey. Cause we hear all these people talking about like, oh yeah, they are the demons out to get me or, you know, uh, something in the jungle. Like all this mystery was set up. And then you get two, and they're like, okay, we need to ramp it up. We need to tell a little bit more history, right? And let's be real here. The thing that everyone gave a shit about the most, spoiler, three, two, one, end of the movie, he goes into the ship, and of course, we see the wall of skulls, man. And that's when the world expands all of a sudden. You see the inside of the ship, and of course, you notice there's a full-blown fucking alien skull right there. There's a T-Rex skull, so they've been hunting for so long. And of course, all these different predators come out, all badass with like there's one like pirate version. That kind of shit was so juicy back in the day, man. And it was so delectable because we didn't get any info. And that's why it was easy. Because they did the same, basically the same movie until the very end when Danny Glover showed up and they, and the predators were like, We respect you, Danny Glover. Here's a gun. You know what I mean? So I, I think it was an easy home run, and I think that's why it stands out. And I think three is really good too because it adds a little bit more to the mythos. When you don't add anything to the story, it I think those Predator movies are like very forgettable. You know what I
1: mean? So how did you feel about Danny Glover? Because I I think
0: I love Danny Glover. I love Danny Glover, right? And all his stuff. And I and he's and for his own right, he's really fun in in Predator too. But come on, man. Every time I see Danny Glover, I mean, he he was he was still like close to retirement every time I feel like I know that he was not that old, but the dude looks like he's close to retirement. I just it's hard for me to believe that Danny Glover could like jump off a building onto a pipe and then fall back and then climb a building. It just seems really hard to believe. Did you see him with his shirt off? It doesn't, I know, but they, it's the 90s, dude. So they also put him in like super baggy clothing because that was like the hot thing to do back in the day. So he looks like he can't, he just, I don't see any muscle definition, right? Lethal Weapon was in 1987, right? And Predator 2 was in 1991. Okay. So my problem is that in uh, my, my first impression of Danny Glover was Lethal Weapon. where he was like, you know, I'm getting too over this shit you know then you get like the you get the saxophone that goes with it you know what i'm saying that's that's my impression he was a dad he was too old and then all of a sudden (laughs) in in the follow-up to arnold schwarzenegger's predator the dude was like oozing sex juice out of his body we go to danny glover and i was like i but isn't he close to retirement like this dude doesn't feel like he can punch a predator and I know that there's an argument that he's like, well, he's just he's more cunning and smarter than the Predator. He outsmarts him on the urban streets, and I'm like, sure, okay. Still doesn't look like he could beat a Predator. I just think, saying.
1: Listen to me; it's the George Foreman principle. Like, doesn't matter how he looks, this is still a fighter through and through. Sure. And uh, so, so that's kind of how I accept it. I think one of the things that Part Two really does great and sort of is, you know, in the first one, you know, you don't just have Predator as kind of like uh, as Schwarzenegger's kind of nemesis there's also uh dylan so i thought it was great also that they do the same thing with danny Glover's character by bringing in uh the (laughs) insane gary busey uh who's also just a thrill in that movie and and maybe even the best part of of predator (laughs) 2 i mean it's not like what you want to say out of a good predator movie but
0: sure it also has a very early work of uh, adam baldwin i remember that that was like the first major appearance for me of adam baldwin before he did dc cabs
1: I remember him in this movie, Predator Two, before he became like a Trump supporter and and sort of gun. Well, we
0: don't want to. (laughs) We we like to remember Firefly, uh, Adam Baldwin, not the this new version of Adam Baldwin,
1: (laughs) not not John of Adam Baldwin.
0: (laughs) Correct. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So we'll avoid that one for now, buddy. So we'll just let that go. Okay. I'll say this: I appreciated the struggle that Danny Glover went through and the and surviving. You know what I'm saying. Like, that worked for me. I was like, okay, that's a cool story to tell. This man is out of his depth, out of his element, and he's struggling to hold on as best as he can. And that particular part of the story is, I think, what gripped me the most and is the most memorable
1: of Predator 2. I got to say, I just, I cannot square this. Like, I mean, yeah, sure, you know, he plays a quote-unquote old man and Lethal Weapon. But, like, the idea that Danny Glover doesn't look capable is just, like, insanity to me.
0: I, maybe we're looking at the wrong movie. Okay, dude, I'm just saying, I'm just, it just, he just doesn't, he looks like he's always poor, poor guy is in the heat of LA. He looks tired and sweaty all the time. He's wearing like big clothing. It just, nothing is flattering. It just doesn't have the idea to me of someone who can survive this alien hunter species that has been bred for this one fucking thing. <laughs> so, so I'm saying,
1: so in terms of a personal question, So, the Predator movies, right? It's kind of the the sort of... It's all about the hunt. Uh, The the hunt. Right? I think that was even like the tagline for the first one, right? Um, Right. uh, The hunt this summer was some shit like that. Anyways, in your own life, what are like Mm -hmm. some strong parallels (laughs) with something that (laughs) has given you the sensation of like a hunt? You know, where... (laughs) Where like you know you either either whether it's you know whether you're Schwarzenegger or whether you're a Predator, right? Whether that sounds terrible, all right? So maybe we'll take out the, the name Predator out of this description, but right. But mm-hmm, you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm, right? Where mm-hmm. you sort of oh boy, David. Perhaps you uh you know a life scenario where you've felt hunted by something, or um um or you know where you've been on the hunt, so to speak.
0: Uh, let's be real here, dude. We all know that in my life. I'm a I'm a predator when it comes to the ladies. <laughs> Wait, that's sounded really yeah. wrong too. Hold on, was, right? My, okay, let me saying, try we that gotta, again. The
1: word predator, we just got to mm-hmm. eliminate right mm-hmm. now. Just, again, okay, hunt,
0: okay. hunt. Yeah. is. I'm always on the hunt when it comes to the ladies. Well, obviously like not a predator. anymore. Nope, I can't say predator you, you in that. I just, just can't save this. it. I'm you trying to it. save, <laughs> I'm trying to save the predator here. Goddamn! All right, I'm a hunt. I'm a I'm a I'm a formidable <laughs> alien on the hunt for women. To man. <laughs> i just can't save it bro everything i say just sounds like i'm gonna be caught on camera
1: yeah but like you gotta you gotta just ditch the whole like women angle okay you gotta
0: look the reality is if i'm anybody i'm probably closer to like bill paxton or like <laughs> reuben blade's character the most in all of these movies you know what i'm saying like that's the real uh, probably bill paxton to be honest i want to be cool like like danny from predator 2 but I'm not, I, I wish, I'm not cool as that fucking dude uh, So I'm probably closer to Bill Paxton I talk a lot of game, you know what I'm saying I think I'm doing cool um, I die trying to save somebody, but I do die in the end that's, that's probably the closest I come to, you know what I'm saying I don't know um, I, I, ugh, Fuck, that's a good question I'm definitely not the hero in my own story How about that? That's a good start But I, I, I don't see myself as the hero
1: I think the que- well so, I mean that man that says a whole lot we could like devote a whole <laughs> podcast to like, unpacking that statement. I, I think the I'm idea- giving you gold David, I'm giving you gold. <laughs> I, I think the idea here is more of like you know, when have you like had to you know, diligently track something where it's like you know, for for me like you know, I think about like the hunt for a job, <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> that's that that's that's my Ooh. pressure mission. Uh, dude,
0: smooth, r- s- smooth circle on that, dude. So I'm, <laughs> I think of my
1: hunt for the job. So I'm curious, like a, a serious hunt, not like, you know, yeah. oh man, I'm, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Chris Hansen's most wanted, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm not a predator for the women, just to be clear. Just if anyone's confused, I am not a predator <laughs> of women. Uh. You know, I mean, I, I think the biggest hunt in my life, dude, would probably have to be the hunt for happiness. I'm just kidding, David. That's never gonna happen. I lost that you battle know, a long way you time say ago. That,
1: I'm like, yeah, he's 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 hunted for happiness, man. Like you Are
0: we all though, David? I feel like we're no. all on the hunt for happiness in life, dude. Just a little bit of happiness in our world, is all we want, think, man.
1: Because you use a word like happiness and like to me that like you know, happiness is like too broad. Like to me, I think of the word happiness like I think of the word like heaven. Like it's just too abstract. It's not what you oh, should strive Jesus. for. But, I mean, it, you know, it, it sounds like uh, maybe like the hunt for peace. You seem like somebody that's that's oh, okay. kind of... Sure. Um, and I, peace is what? Good. I'm not sure what, but...
0: I'll tell you what it is. Uh, knowing myself more than anything else, probably, I would be on the hunt... I'm always on the hunt for personal balance. Like, I, I live and exist for balance in my life. From my emotions to my relationships, I like everything to just be on the scale perfect so i'm always on the hunt to achieve perfect balance and i know that's an abstract idea and i hate i know you hate that shit but like that for me is one of the biggest hunts of my personal life balance david i gotta have balance
1: So like balance in what sense like uh like in like work I, with relationships yes
0: with- i have to have like i'd love to have work a good relationship solid infrastructure when it comes to uh, income you know what I'm saying I want to have a home I want to keep myself ex- healthy I want to make sure that I have the things that I want to have I want to make sure I'm happiness when it comes to uh, my own uh, personal adventures like I want to be satiated and fulfilled with my own personal goals as art you know what i'm saying i want everything to be happening and going and be successful so i can feel balance when one thing is missing the, the the scale is tipped it just drives me crazy and i work harder to get it back to the middle again you know what i'm saying not perfectly still fluctuating but man when something is off oh god it kills me i mean it just really kills me inside dude so you think that, so that, I, that
1: one thing screws you up like Absolutely. I'm
0: day. very ill. I'm very unbalanced. <laughs> I'm a very unbalanced man who probably requires medication. But when one thing is off, I just never feel settled correctly. Do you know what I'm saying? I could have the height of height in careers, but if I don't have this one thing at the bottom to f- balance it, fuck it. None of it matters. Do you know what you need is a, a you need that
1: 1586 gun. That's given to Danny Glover. At
0: the end of my life, David, on my deathbed, I want a Predator to come in, look at me with respect, and toss me a, flintlock. a pirate pistol, a flintlock pistol. Every person's goal at the end of their life.
1: Oh, man, you know that that would that would be like a serious milestone. Like a Predator gives you respect, hands you a weapon. Um, I, I don't. I don't even know if there's a better compliment.
0: I don't think so either. That's why that, that, that's why despite all the things that to me, that movie really does work because at least make all the comments that you want. At the end of the day, it's a great movie because it's unique in its own story and our protagonist, our hero achieves differently than Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Like we all know that the story is that the human has to defeat the predator, blah, blah, blah. Right. And in the first one, Arnold Schwarzenegger survives the Predator. He just survives. That's all he does. Danny Glover, on the other hand, survives and goes a little further, gaining the respect of a, of a tribe of Predators. Do you know what I'm saying? And that, to me, makes it different and cool and memorable. That's what makes for us such a good... Those two movies are so good because they're just so different in their approach, though it's still... Man versus Predator.
1: Well, I think, you know, one of the reasons why I asked this question and one of the reasons why I'm kind of going towards that is that there is like an element of competition. Like, it's, it's not just like a fucking kill for the sake of killing kind of like franchise, um, you know, think about like how resourceful most of the heroes have to be in all the Predator movies. And that's why I'm interested in kind of like that question, which is for Brian, for Brian's son right. of Horty, you know, mm. what has required you to be resourceful? What have you learned from that resourcefulness? Are you even resourceful at all? You don't seem like you are, but maybe you Let's are.
0: Let's see. The real question is, uh, am I resourceful enough to survive a predator attack? It's not the real For question, but you can answer that. <laughs> absolutely not. I am, I, am, I am too I'm too plushy. I wouldn't even be a good trophy skull. Like, he wouldn't even skull <laughs> me and take me as a trophy. Why? Because I laid down and I was just like spread eagle on the floor ready to die? That's not going to save me, bro. I'm not going to get saved. So the reality here is I'm not resourceful. I in my personal life? Yeah, man, I think I've I think I've at this age I think I have become resourceful enough. You know what I mean? I like my personal skill set to uh you know, assess a situation whether it be something personal, emotional, uh social and I can adapt to it as best as I can. Uh, I was, uh, for health reasons alone, you know, the doctor told me, Hey dude, uh, you know, you came in for all these, uh, checkups and you can't do all of these things. Well, I found the problem. You're fat as shit. That's the problem. And so you have two choices. You can fix yourself or you can just do nothing and come back in with more problems. <laughs> so instead of just laying down spread Eagle for the predator to kill me, <laughs> I decided instead I pulled my resources uh, whether it be like a, my discipline or my actual like physical resources like gyms and stuff like that. And I used all of my mental capacity and discipline to try and work out. And here I am, healthy, happier, still plushy, not able to handle a predator yet. But hey, you know what? Again, Bill Paxton, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm Bill Paxton. I survive long enough. I make an impact.
1: Yeah, dude, the, you know, when you started like, like losing weight, you know, getting serious about, you know, exercise and, and there was a real like tangible difference. I was just like, Damn, man, like he's he's not where Danny Glover was at in Predator 2. I don't think Bill Paxton is correct either. I think you were like the Maria Conchita Alonso. I think that's kind of like your ceiling.
0: What? She was what? what? She was badass. Is it because we're both Mexican? That's why, dude?
1: <laughs> you know, I wasn't even thinking that.
0: But now you are, so you're <laughs> welcome. Okay, yeah, dude. Way to stereotype me. Can we just make it clear here? I, I know. I want to ask you this. I think I know the answer. In Predator 2, who are you?
1: Honestly, man, I I, I think I'm absolutely one of the, like, completely, like, racially insensitive, like, Rastafarians that gets, like, (laughs) murked in that, like, sky Uh, rise.
0: (laughs) God, no, dude. We know who you, you're Danny, dude. You're 100% Danny. You're badass. You're that cool, wise guy that knows what's going on. He figures it out before everybody else, and then he dies. You know, it's funny. I thought you were going to say Gary Busey. God, no, dude. You're not you're not batshit crazy. Well, I <laughs> not think, you know, yet, like, at least,
1: dude. You know, my, my love of, like, violent sports, like, boxing, I thought maybe, like... Absolutely
0: kind of... not. You're, you're Danny, 100%. You're, you're the Danny character, dude. You figured it out super early, and then you died early, sadly. Sorry. But, like, <laughs> you motivate Danny Glover to work harder <laughs> and fight the bad guy, dude. You're an inspiration to us all as Danny. How does that make you feel? You're an inspiration,
1: David. By the way, how weird is it that when Gary Busey dies and gets cut in half... You never see the top half of his body fall.
0: Never makes sense to me. Never made fucking sense to me. Okay, so some coolest scene in the world blew my mind that there was no top half dropping. Also,
1: what health problems did Gary Busey have that like his insides were just nothing but like gel? You know, like grape jelly. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see any intestines. I didn't see a liver. Like nothing else fell out. It was just. And what was his body being held by that they could all just fall out so easily?
0: I, have, I always like to imagine for some weird reason that Gary Busey was holding on to something at the top and he was just like, yeah, and then just like cut in half and his body like died holding on to something and he was just dangling with his mouth open in that weird Gary Busey pose and that's how he died. You know, That's it, what I like to imagine. They, they did
1: have, you know, Dylan's arm still firing a gun after it was severed. So, I mean, it would be in keeping with the Predator franchise.
0: Exactly. See, I know what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> I know exactly what I'm talking about, buddy. I still think there's kind of like more underneath the hood in the Predator franchise. You know, people always hate it. Aliens versus
0: Predator Requiem. Do you remember that one? That was the sequel to Aliens versus Predator, Fucking right? Shit, that was so the worst. So, in my opinion, Aliens versus Predator is atrocious. Like, I that movie's just bad. Not as bad as Shane Block's Predators, but this one is bad. But I really like Alien versus Predator Requiem for two reasons. One. The cast is not that
1: famous. You think the second one is better than the first one?
0: I do, because the cast is not that famous. So we don't really have any attachment to any of those people from a story standpoint. So we are like, who are they going to kill? None of these people are famous enough to live. Two, I like the fact that the predator uh, is there uh, to kill, like to fix up, clean up a mess. He's not there to hunt necessarily. He's like, okay, someone came here and truly fucked up. I have to clean everything up. And he's just taking out a bunch of aliens as much as possible in the town, which is pretty pretty fucking dope.
1: Man, I I I cannot stand for this. Like, I mean, I I just I, I think, you know, yeah, sure, like you don't have uh, you know, as famous actors, but at that point, like and that's kinda how that movie plays out anyways, like, you know, just like teens getting killed like a horror slasher. Absolutely. That's not as interesting. But wasn't it PG thirteen? No, it wasn't because they they kill a kid right away.
0: <laughs> yeah, they dude they killed a kid. Come on, man. They ain't scared, dude. Look in this in the scheme of like and a woman. crappy predator movies. Like this is the better. I would watch this over Shane Black's predator movie any day. How about that? Okay,
1: but well, <laughs> my God, that's that's a super low bar. I think I'll, hey, I think I would watch the, the Predator over it, but yes, with some serious reluctance. Um, the, the one thing I'll give alien versus predator is that, uh, it has one of the absolute like coolest action shots in the entire franchise, which is what is that when towards the end when predators fight the queen alien and does that like hyper jump, like spin and jump with the spear inside of the head. (laughs) That was, that was Christ. No. Oh my God. Oh, you're going to take like teenagers, born teenagers getting killed by Predator over that shit, man. I just, I I can't, I I I thought we were getting somewhere. I I thought we were like closure, (laughs) working towards some closure. We are not. We're we're back to square one.
0: (laughs) Well, who would I be if I didn't give you closure, David? Um, You know, as usual, David, I always like to bring these things. I always, just when you think you've got me, David, pinned down. I derail the whole thing as always, and you're welcome. By the way, thank you very much. Uh, I will I will stand on my ground that Rick, Recre- uh, Aliens versus Predator, Requiem is a better movie than Aliens versus Predator, and better than Shane Black's Predator. On that same exact note, but David, I, we could talk circles about this, and, and I believe me, we will. But we have to come to the end of this thing because because I have to edit this, and I don't want to edit that much work. So let's be real here. This is the part of the show where you talk, where, uh, you tell me what you've learned about me in this. Predator Conversation, my friend. Uh, uh, good luck. I look forward to hearing this. David, cue the music. There it is. David, what did you learn about me today?
1: First off, this is a great choice of music. Really soothing, almost like <laughs> ASMR style. So I'm going to use my ASMR voice.
0: Okay, here we go. And uh, people, uh, turn up your volume. Here we go.
1: What I would say is that we often have assumptions about people and who we think they are, how we think they're going to act, how they'll behave. And for most people, those assumptions, you know, they they confirm their biases, confirm those assumptions. Um, And for Brian, you know, my assumption has always been the soft peach. Brian is just the soft, you know, just he's the soft peach. But you don't have to be like hard to be resourceful. You don't have to oh. be strong to be a good hunter. And and that's kind of what I see in you, Brian, like a person that you may look like someone that's, that's going to be the, the bottom in the relationship. And you may mm-hmm. look like the Bill Paxton in the movie, who's mm-hmm. really not going to offer much resistance. But don't forget that in the end, Bill Paxton went out like a gangster, put up a fight, and has something to be proud of bill paxton's character will be honored in the end and i think you will too and i think that's because you have much more resources not just with family and friends but within at your disposal
0: i'll be swinging to the end david swinging to the end baby in a train car (laughs) screaming trying to save a pregnant woman Woohoo! with a katana with a katana yeah at least i died pretty pretty gruesomely so not too bad i'd better than what i say eagle on the floor just saying take me daddy like that's no nobody wants to die like that oh boy ladies and gentlemen there we go you've made it to the end of our of a predator episode which i could go on and on about because i really do love this franchise but uh thank you for staying with us for so long and listening uh ladies and gentlemen don't forget to like share uh give us five stars and sa- give us a review if you give us five stars and a bad review, we'll probably read it on air. If you give us five stars and a good review, we'll also read that on the air because it's always fun to get roasted a little bit. If you have any suggestions for topics of conversation, uh, or if you'd just like to ask us some advice, because we'd love to give you some of our advice from our long-standing history as friends and human beings, reach out to us at, at recthepod at gmail.com. That's R-E-C the pod at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at WreckThePod. That's R E C The Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you had a good time. Uh, Dave, is there anything you'd like to say before we leave?
1: Ah oh, man, I just hope I get a job.
0: <laughs> God damn man, I hope you. Get, what a sad place to end this, but <laughs> totally true, dude. I hope you get a job, David. Please don't leave us, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brian Ortiz, aka Son of Ortiz. My name is David Castillo, aka David Castle. We hope you had a good time. Ladies and gentlemen, please come back. We'll be here hopefully sometime again in the future. <laughs> Life's getting real crazy. We don't know when we'll be back, but please stay with us. Everyone collectively send out your energies so David finds a job so he doesn't leave me and further my existing abandonment issues. Because if you leave, then that's two dads that would have left me.
1: <laughs> that was that was way more depressing than what I said.
0: Nailed it. Woo-hoo. Thanks, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Peace out. Bye, everybody. Life's a Wreck is an FC podcast production created by Brian Ortiz and David Castillo, recorded in our homes and edited by me, Brian Ortiz. Theme song and outro by Hard Power USA. Check them out on SoundCloud. And please let us know what you think about the show by rating us and leaving a comment. You can also email us topics of discussion for future episodes at wreckthepod at gmail.com. That's R E C the pod at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our little slice of the podcast world. And we'll see you the next episode. Thanks for stopping by.